consistency is king. Don't wait for Monday. So, I mean, I definitely fell into this one a lot. Uh, maybe 10, I don't know, 12 years ago now. Just, I would have, a, you know, kind of, we'll say a, whatever, a bad day of eating or maybe a bad meal. And instead of just whenever the next meal came, just making some better decisions for myself, I kind of felt like I had written it off. And if it was a Thursday, then I might as well just write off the whole weekend and I was going to start again Monday. I'll just start eating clean on Monday. And then all weekend, it would kind of be this contest of how much, you know, how many treats can I get in? Cause I'm going to start eating clean on Monday when really on Thursday at supper, I could have just made better decisions and not felt bad about it. So it doesn't need to be this roller coaster of you're eating clean or you're not eating clean. We have pizza, we eat ice cream. It And there's no ill feelings toward it. You just move on with life and you wake up the next day and you have another opportunity to make a good decision. Yeah, and you're always one meal away from getting back on tracks. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are very excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, and network, that we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. Um, We're coming at you today with episode 14. Yeah, we are going back-to-back weekends to get back on track of our bi-weekly schedule. So we are um, excited to do another episode and also it feels like we are being proactive even though we're... Well, we're not a week behind. We're only two days behind. Yes, we're catching up now. So what's that feeling? (laughs) It's kind of like the opposite of procrastination. Yeah. Reversing the procrastination. We're getting um, back on track with this episode. And then, uh, yeah, we've been liking the one episode every two weeks. I think that works well with our lives, even though we've still somehow... Managed to get off track. (laughs) But here we are. (laughs) We're working on it. Um, Yeah. So episode 14. Um... I think we might have mentioned last episode, we haven't di- dived in, dove in. We haven't dove into the, uh, English is not our forte on this podcast, if you're just tuning in, not an English major. Um, we haven't dove deep into the uh, nutrition um, topic yet, so I think we're going to get into a little bit of that in this episode, um, but we can start with some updates. Yeah, I mean, as a a whole, our community, um, Brandon, we are back in the yellow response level for COVID, which is awesome. We did just a fantastic job and cases are kind of back down. I'm not saying it's going to stay like that forever. I mean, kids are back in school, but it's just a good feeling that we, we kind of curbed it. And I was saying to Zach earlier that it's just... I don't know, it was a gorgeous fall day and, you know, people are kind of out and about and we're just, we wear masks now. We're just living with these, you know, new regulations and new guidelines and, you know, kids are adapting and going to school and teachers are changing and everyone's got these new set of kind of rules, but we're also just out there living life and getting out, doing things. And I feel like it's just the definition of resilience. Like we've adapted what we do and we're still enjoying life with 
all this kind of extra stress on us. Yeah, so, I think good job, uh, everyone. Yeah, I don't think people give themselves enough credit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we are far more adaptable and resilient than maybe we realize. <laughs> I think this is could be one of the biggest tests that life throws at us. I think so. Anyway, um, it's pretty weird times, but yeah, like you said, we're we're just doing it. So um, yeah, great work, everybody, and. Um, yeah, it was a little, I don't know, it was a little bit tough and hard on everyone, I think, to go up into level orange. You know, mm-hmm. I th- think things got kind of serious here um, for the Prairie Mountain Health region and Brandon. And um, it was just awesome news, I guess, to be back in yellow. Um, we're having some laughs at the gym and I just, I said, what color is high fives? When, what color is yeah. is hugging people again? Um I'm assuming that's green or <laughs> that's blue like, or purple yeah. or something, but um, we will probably have more bumps along the way if we're being honest. Yeah. I don't think this is the end, but it's nice to kind of have it. Um, I feel like it's nice to know that if everyone buckles down, like yeah, we, we can, can, it's not just out of control. I think that's yeah. where the, the kind of fear comes in that it's just out of control. And yeah, it's good we, to feel like things are somewhat in our control. Yeah. Um, yeah, so way to mask up everybody and keeping your hands out of your eyes and your mouth and your noses and your ears. <laughs> and other people's eyes and yeah. noses. Yeah, um, back um, in yellow. Yeah, building renovations are are coming along. Um, man, we couldn't do it without some amazing friends and members and their companies. Uh, I feel like we'll put together a whole list and pump them on social media. Yeah, if you haven't but, seen our, uh, we posted a time-lapse video of some some painting that we did last week and I mean, I was ballparking it at like a week of painting. Mm-hmm. I thought, uh, Fa- phase not a one week. of painting. We yeah. Should, yeah. Um, not a week straight, but I figured it would be five, six, seven days of going in and out trying to wrap it up. And we did it in like a day and a half. It was absolutely insane. If you watch the time-lapse video, clearly it's sped up, but, uh, we still got a, yeah buttload a lot uh of painting a done <laughs> a buttload of painting done um in one day and, and then i think, finished up yeah Saturday. that was again strictly because a a good friend and member helped us with his well operated and lent us his commercial spray gun is that what it's called i think commercial paint sprayer paint sprayer sorry oh, it's like a gun yeah um and we also have a scissor, a scissor lift. lift right now which is super fun to drive guys. I got out of my comfort zone and I drove the scissor lift and it was awesome. It's a pretty sweet vehicle. <laughs> yeah. I would take it to work if I could. Um, yeah. So it, uh, definitely a perk of the job is you meet a lot of people, make a lot of friends and a lot of our friends have sweet stuff and, <laughs> and they seem somehow sweet keep skills. Boring it to us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Um, yeah, anything else? Can't think of anything. It's, there's less to update on when we only <laughs> spend six days in between. But Yeah, that's why we need the two weeks. Yeah. Um, anyway, guys, yeah, so like I said at the start, um, we're going to get into nutrition a bit more. Um, I think this is a topic that we're super passionate about. Um, again, it's in our super six mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition network in no particular order, but man, this one's important. Um, 
I remember early on running this business, um, a big um, kind of quote or post floating around was um, kind of in the CrossFit world or fitness world was you can't out train a bad diet. Yeah. And I remember thinking, um, again, when I first got into um, this industry, um, man, is that true? Because you can work so hard, as hard as you want for an hour or two hours or three hours and you will get some results, but you can't out train a bad diet. Um, so I think in the super six, again, I, I don't know if this is number one, cause I also think the other ones are quite important, but, um, one, someone could make a very good argument, um, that nutrition maybe is the most important. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely the base of the pyramid. Um, and I mean, if for me, I think this kind of sparked just, I don't know if it was yesterday or a couple of days ago, but, uh, our friends, Alex Parker, and Meredith Root uh, posted a, or they made a post on their Tactic Nutrition uh, Instagram page. And it said, nutrition is king, uh, fitness is queen, but really lifestyle is the kingdom. And that's, I feel like that just speaks volumes to where we're at as well, is that it's it's everything combined, but those two are, are still kind of high rollers, I guess. And yeah, nutrition is king. Um the king rules all right according <laughs> yeah. to game of thrones and other non-fiction shows like that wink wink yes um yeah fiction. there was another yeah i just got that yes non-fiction <laughs> means game of thrones really happened yeah just like star wars non-fiction um but yeah nutrition is king um i was listening to um uh, I remember this was a podcast a while back too, but it was it was another great line on this, and, and that said if you take uh, if you take two people, uh, person A works out like a beast, um, working out two to three hours a day, a couple sessions a day, but so they're crushing workouts, but their nutrition is terrible. And then you take person B, and all they do is they walk for their exercise, they just walk their dogs, and that's all they do but their nutrition is completely dialed in person B is going to be healthier and live longer. Um, and it's pretty hard to argue against that, that if, um, if you really dial in your, your nutrition, you are going to get the best bang for your buck. Um, however, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, it is extremely hard to start working out in my opinion, is much easier than um, continually improving your health through nutrition. Um, and we'll maybe talk more about that as we as we go. But um, yeah, we kind of, uh, so today's episode is another triple threat. Um, I can't remember the last episode. We did a triple threat. I think um, you said episode five. Episode five. So like nine episodes ago, we did a triple threat. The idea with the triple threat, everybody, is that we kind of provide... Um, um, three suggestions, three helpful tips, um, to kind of take away from this episode and improve your life. And today we're kind of going, uh, usually we pick some different areas of the super six and today we're going, uh, the triple threat is nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. We're going to give you kind of three things, 
um, that all fall in the nutrition topic that we think can really um, improve your life. But um, like I said, uh, none of this is easy. So don't beat yourself up. Um, if things are overwhelming, we think we can help and we think you can turn it around as well. Um, and we're going to kind of start before we get into our, our triple threat um, with the three mini topics we have. We kind of wanted to just touch a little bit on our own fitness journeys um, and nutrition journeys um, because we didn't just wake up um, this morning and things were just magically perfect or we didn't just wake up last year and had it all figured out. We feel like it's been kind of... Um, I mean, it's been a 33-year journey for me to get to this point, but it's been kind of like eight years-ish of kind of um, working on this stuff. And for you, maybe a bit longer. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I think it's it's always a work in progress, right? We're always looking to be better, but I think it's also just fun to, I don't know, just kind of describe where we came from because I think maybe some people just thought that we did just wake up and decide one day to eat a lot of meat and veggies and it was just that easy and we knew how to cook them and we knew how to yeah it's certainly not easy yeah yeah um so I mean yeah do you want me to go first yeah go for it so I kind of went this is just funny this is a side note I have like specific notes and bullet points with arrows going all over the place <laughs> Zach Jen, Jen has two pages and I think Zach, I have two words nutrition journey eat vegetables <laughs> Your notes are good though. Your notes, your notes, um, they save us from time to time in case we get off track. So yes. good job. Um, so going back, I went straight back to high school because I feel like that's the first time that I was, I guess, partially in control. I certainly wasn't doing the grocery shopping, but I was mostly in control of what I was putting in my mouth. You were picking out what you had at the canteen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, yeah, it wasn't good. Um, I was, I think my, my breakfast of choice for most days was, uh, Eggo waffles, but I had them, um, that wasn't enough. I needed to melt brown sugar and margarine together and put them on top of the Eggo waffles to really kind of finish it off. Um, yeah, I mean, I was snacking on Costco size muffins. I don't even know if they make those anymore, but they were enormous, like bigger than a bagel, I'm sure. And that was kind of a, a nice snack. It's essentially a, like a cake. They somehow it marketed is, it into a jumbo muffin. But yes, it is. Like, oh, what are you having for breakfast? Uh, a whole cake. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with chocolate chips. Yeah. Um, but I think again, I could go on listing things that I'm not super proud of that I was doing back then. But a, I didn't really know any better. And but the other important part is that I always had like bloating. I was gassy which is not cool in high school or ever um I had acne issues yeah so I mean there were a lot of things that I look back now that I would attribute a lot to how I ate um so I think that was kind of important to men mention but university was pretty much the same I didn't really clean anything up even though I was playing university volleyball and um you know I kind of dabbled here and there with things that Shape Magazine were telling me to do but never really stuck with anything and then in, I think 2008, when I started at Freak Fitness, I, you know, asked my coach, okay, I want to, I want to get better at this. I really love this, you know, this style of working out CrossFit that we're doing. What do I do? And so he just 
right out of the level one CrossFit guide gave me the zone diet. And I'm not going to try to describe it because I've tried to describe it to Zach and he still can't quite (laughs) grasp it. But it's basically every single meal or snack that you're eating, you're combining protein, carb, and fat in some degree to kind of get these ratios. So it is very heavy on the measurement and prescriptive end of things. Um, But it was great for me. It kind of, for the first time in my life, I combined... I stopped having full plates of just spaghetti noodles, uh, started combining protein, fat, and carbs, and all of a sudden, um, my stomach liked me a little bit more. Um, Yeah, I think from there, I went into competing in fitness competitions, which was kind of a whole nother world, because someone told me exactly what to eat and when to eat, and then when you finish that kind of crazy intense training, um, I really struggled with the cheat day mentality. And we kind of, we both chatted about that too, that mentality of on and off and on and off. And yeah, yeah. Like just the, if you have something bad, the whole day is ruined. So you might as well just kind of ruin it more. You might as well put the cherry on top. Um, so yeah, it just wasn't a great cycle for me. Um, yeah, but I kind of got out of it. And I think from there, I've, I've done macros um, and then kind of ended up here where we are now. So I've kind of done it all. Prescriptive, measuring, tracking. Yeah, and we kind of wanted to just make it clear that we've, it's not been a perfect journey um, because my... I think my story before I got into CrossFit would be similar. I ate kind of what I wanted, when I wanted, thought I was doing okay, and in reality, um, probably wasn't. But um, also wasn't working that hard on it. It wasn't kind of until I started CrossFit when I was 26 that um, for the first time ever, somebody was kind of helping me a bit. It was just the coach um, at Undefeated at the time, coach and owner uh, Matt, and um, he kind of turned me towards, um, the paleo diet, um, which I think anything, when it gets a name like the paleo diet or anything diet, um, it almost gives it like a bad representation because in reality, um, paleo just means eat real foods and stop eating foods that come from, um, a factory. Um, Mm -hmm. but that was, that was a big game changer for me. That kind of really, really got me going. Um, and I, I think the reason I, I, um, I remember that time so vividly was because, um, I was a guy who, um, snacked all the time, always was, you know, was getting hangry if I haven't eaten within an hour or two. Um, so it's like a roller coaster throughout the day of highs and lows and, um, there's just no escape from it. And we're going to talk about that in the triple threat. But, um, I remember when I kind of, uh, dropped a bunch of foods that I really didn't need in my diet. I remember him kind of saying like, you know, just get wheat out of there and get all junk food out of your diet. Um, you know, after a couple of weeks, it was like a relief, uh, a weight off my shoulders because the cravings and, um, the hangriness, uh, feelings kind of, um, disappeared. 
Um, and then it, for the first time in my life, it, it actually felt like I was in control, not my appetite or cravings, um, which is a very, very, very tough place to be in um, when you are always craving bad foods. It's, it's hard to do well when you are in that cycle. Um, so yeah. Um, and that's kind of, again, that was, I mean, that was like close to eight years ago. So from there, I like to think there's definitely been some hiccups along the way. It's not like it's constantly improved, but I think from that time to this time, um, I definitely have improved. It just hasn't been like completely straight linear fashion. There's been, um, some highs and some lows. So it's been a, a bumpy line, but I still think, um, I am doing far better now than I did back then. Um, and you know, we think one of the big reasons too, is that, um, we said this before, we, we don't know everything and I'm not a nutrition master. Um, because to be honest, I would take results and action any day over knowledge. Um, because knowledge without action is kind of useless. So a lot of times when people have questions for me, I try to answer them the best I can. And that's why we're here, but also direct to people that I think are killing it. Mm -hmm. Um, that also have like their lives are devoted to this. Um, so they are, I guess the, the nutrition masters or gurus, but basically, you know, Jen and I were just talking about this, that it's not like we just read one book or saw one article and then now that's how we eat. Like we have a huge array of books we've read and people we follow and people we look up to and admire. Um, we have like this network of nutrition people that we kind of learn from as we go. Um, and the, the ones I quickly wrote down were um, Tom Bilyeu. Um, we listen to his podcast. We have him on his Instagram. E.C. Sinkowski from Optimize Me Nutrition. Um, Lily Nichols, we have her book here right on the table, um, Real Food for Pregnancy. It's also just a good book for life, period. Um, Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, um, Ben Bergeron, uh, Mark Sisson, Chris Kresser. These are people that we found online or their books or um, we follow them on Instagram. But through... 10 to 15, 20 people that we're constantly following. That's kind of what's shaped us um, literally and figuratively, I suppose that uh, we constantly learn from them and we're constantly um, trying to help other people. So um, we love that you're here today listening to us. We are not the nutrition gods. We have learned from people who we look up to and uh, we would definitely encourage you to find more people or learn from many, many people, um, as many people as you can to kind of, um, yeah, just kind of help you continue on this journey. Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, it's always surrounding yourself with people. And I mean, I think the, I think the interesting thing is, is that they, they all kind of say the same thing. So it's awesome because you, you keep getting the same information over and over and over. And when that starts to happen, that's when it really starts to resonate and make yeah. sense. And they all deliver, deliver it in like a slightly different yeah. way. So you, um, you start to understand like the why behind some of the things it's easy for someone to say, Oh, just, just eat, you know, meat and veggies. Like, okay. But it's not just about looks. It's not just about body weight. It's about, 
you know, telling your genes what you want them to do and telling your DNA what you want it to do. And yeah, yeah, like, like you said, improving, improving your acne, um, your gut health, your like uh, curbing the cravings. Yeah. Um, there's just so many things. Um, we think weight loss is also a great goal because if weight loss makes you healthier, then we're all for it for sure. Um, there's just, yeah, there's just so much more to it, but um, yeah. Anyway, that was kind of our, our intro into the triple threat. You want to add something? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think when we talk about blips, um, you know, when you find something new, so, you know, for Zach, maybe, you know, following more of a paleo plan and being a little bit more rigid, I find that when you do find something new, it sometimes it's easier to just kind of go all in, or maybe that's just our personality. Um, and so sometimes then your brain thinks, ah, eh, I don't, I don't need to do like this. I can do. And sometimes you kind of verge back to including a lot of the things that you meant to take out in the first place. And then you kind of realize that you're starting to get symptoms of maybe because you're eating these things again. And then like, I feel like we've kind of fallen off track and then we've gone back to like eating cleaner. Or I think for us, maybe the fertility, like, you know, during the early phases of trying to get pregnant when we were meeting with a naturopath, I mean, we thought we were kind of like crushing it nutrition wise. And she was plainly like, well, you could eat a lot more vegetables and yeah, like you, you could, could ease do up much on um, some of these inflammatory foods and kind of gave it to us straight that even we had, yeah, like a ton more room to insert green things into diet. Um, yeah. It's been a fun journey. Yeah. We'll continue with journeying. Um, yeah. We're ready to go. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So um, kind of our triple threat um, and just kind of hammering on nutrition on this one. Um, so the first topic we want to talk about today was the title is kind of willpower doesn't exist. And what we want to talk about here is that the ability to not eat certain foods is difficult for everybody. So your willpower, Jen's willpower, my willpower um, it, it's, they're all relatively the same. It's not a difference in willpower. A lot of the times it's a difference in our environment and decision-making. Um, because if you put all of us at a table with donuts in front of us and we're all kind of hungry, we're all going to want to just smash those donuts. Um, so it's not, I don't believe that. Um, I believe my diet is fairly good these days. Um, but I, I like to think a lot of that is due to the fact that I have, um, I'm aware of, of my behaviors or things that I love to eat as well. Um, and I do my best to not have them around. Um, so a lot of times people are looking for, um, you know, motivation or willpower to start eating better. And I don't think, I don't think the magical willpower fairy is ever going to come out and just, um, make things easier for you. Um, I think it starts with, 
you or whoever we're talking to, it starts with making better decisions. Um, decisions like cleaning up your environment. So cleaning up um, your cupboards or your home. Um, if there's cookies and chips and treats in your cupboards, you're always going to go eat them if they're there. So one of the biggest lessons Jen and I have learned along the way is we don't keep junk food in the house. Um, that we're not willing to eat. <laughs> yeah, if it's in the house, we're also going to eat it. So that's the thing is I realize in those times that I think I do well on a day-to-day basis, not because I have willpower, it's because I've kind of made better decisions ahead of time so that I'm not in trouble when I start to uh, perhaps get hungry. Um, I know after, I mean, we're coming up to October. So in the past, after Halloween, if there is Halloween candy left over, surprise, surprise, I've eaten more candy in one week than I've eaten like the whole year Mm -hmm. Um, because we didn't get enough trick-or-treaters and now there's a bunch of leftover gummy packets. Yeah. And uh, I guess if I had perfect willpower, I should have just walked them straight to the garbage and chucked them. And somehow uh, you find yourself just eating them for no reason and you can't stop. Well, and I think a big part of it is that people really blame themselves and then get down on themselves. Like, why can't they resist when other people are resisting? And like, it must be their like they don't have the willpower and like they're not strong enough to do this. And why can't they make good decisions? But I mean, if we were forced, if I had to have gummies on the counter every single day, like I don't want to waste my willpower there. So I just don't have them there. And it's not, you don't need to get down on yourself. Just don't put yourself in those situations. Like, I mean, wasn't like there was a study you were saying about the, like the staff room. Yeah. Um, I think in the, um, the book Atomic Habits, I believe it was in that book, there was a, a study done. Um, they did it at a hospital and basically they wanted their, I think it was a hospital. They wanted their employees to drink less pop and drink more water. And they were trying to think about how to go about it. And they decided the only thing they'll do is they didn't tell anybody. They didn't even tell anybody about the plan. They just improved the environment a little bit. So what they did was they took the pop was near the front they moved the pop near the back and put the water near the front. That's all they did. They didn't even remove the pop. They just changed the location. So the environment improved a little bit. And as they anticipated, sales of pop dropped drastically and sales of water um, went way up. So it it's such an interesting, again, that's a great book, Atomic Habits, but it's such a great example of how we function as humans. So like Jen said, that was a great point that it's not you. It's not that you're broken or you lack the motivation. You lack the willpower. Um, We're kind of saying willpower doesn't really exist, especially when it comes to nutrition. Um, We do poorly when that stuff is around and we're all guilty of it. When you Mm -hmm. go to a party, you can, you can, before you walk in the door, we've all done this before I walk in, like, you're like, no, I'm strong. I have willpower, not going to eat those treats. And then an hour goes by and maybe two hours. And eventually you start snacking. The more you're around it, the more you're going to eat it. 
And I think that's, we want to start with that one because I, I want people to know that um, we love those foods. And I'd argue that I like ice cream as much as anybody, perhaps more. And that's the reason I don't buy big four, things of ice yeah, cream and put them in the freezer. Jugs. Yeah, yeah, the four mm-hmm. liter container, I would just, I just, A, I don't want to have to make that decision every day. Oh, should I or shouldn't I? Because more often than not, I'm going to make the wrong decision. And the more often I see it, and when I know it's in the freezer, even though it's, it's hiding in the freezer, hiding in the back, my brain still knows it there. It knows it's there. Um, there's cookies in the cupboard. We, we know they're in the cupboard. And then you start thinking about cookies or oh, I'll have one, I'll have two. Um, so yeah, we think, um, we think that's a great place to start for people. Yeah. To be fair, we still eat ice cream and I mean, I'm not a huge cookie person unless they're from Andrea, but, um, we just make it like we kind of, I guess, anticipate that once during the week or 10 days or whatever, like we're going to have ice cream and then we enjoy it when we have it and then it's over. And yes, it's probably 50% more expensive to go to Velvet Dip and get a Blitz or get a Sunday than it is to buy a four liter huge pail um, of ice cream. But it's just not worth the, yeah, it's not worth it for us. We'd yeah. rather pay three times the price and have it be one and done and feel great about it. And then I don't have to waste my willpower um, on that for the rest of the week. Yeah. I remember, um, uh, reminds me of a funny story at Velvet Dip. <laughs> um, I think we wanted, it might've been you, me and my mom, and we wanted three ice cream sandwiches. And she said, it's cheaper to get six of them. And I said, just give me three. And she said, are you sure? I said, yeah, because if you give me six, that means I have to eat four of them and I'm going to eat four of them. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's not willpower, guys. Um, So the tangible takeaway on this one, um, again, I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, but pick out where you're struggling and that's where we're trying to help. If there is stuff in your house that you don't want to eat on a regular basis, it shouldn't be in your house. Get it out of your house and either go donate it or chuck it, or when you finish off the the snack or the chips, then um, make better decisions moving forward. It starts with making better decisions. Um, that was the last rocker mindset too, was um, um, if you want different results, you have to make different decisions. So um, again, let's say you love chips. Instead of buying three bags of chips and putting them in the cupboard because you're at the grocery store, buy no chips to bring home. And then... You could say to yourself on Saturday after I have supper, um, I'll go get a bag of chips. And, um, if it's a big bag, then split it with your family (laughs) or get yourself a small bag of chips, eat the chips, watch a movie. You're good to go. Um, but if you have a jumbo size, family size bag of chips, once you open it, you know, and I know it's very hard to stop. So, um, again, that, that, that takeaway in that category is, if you know you struggle with eating certain foods or snacking, uh, we need to improve the environment. If you don't want to eat it on a regular basis, um, get it out of your house. So, yeah, or stop going to the staff room. Or if you want to be yeah. social still, you walk into the staff room with a sparkling water and an apple. You're you're armed. You eat that while you're in there. And when you're done eating your apple, you leave. Because I know, I mean, I've worked in a corporate office 
And man, those were the worst. Yeah, that was the worst place for me because like I said, I could, I could fight, fight it for an hour and then at hour two and then three, you have to go in there and it's just all day you're having to use that motivation of like inevitably you're going to cave at some point. Yeah. And if you say, Hey, I don't want to do that. I don't want to listen to that. It's you're going to keep failing because we did it for a long time. Um, the more junk food I kept in the house, the more junk food I ate. It's almost impossible to stop if it's always around you. Um, so yeah. Um, it's not that we say you can't eat ice cream, but personally from a guy who loves ice cream, I don't keep ice cream in the house. Um, all right, let's move on to number two. Number two. Uh, this one is called consistency is king. Um, are you going to do whatever you're doing forever? I think that's the main thing. We we're always talking about making super small, super sustainable changes that become habits before we try to add other things in. And I think you're just always on this journey of being a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. Um, for the rest of your life. Yeah. There's again, no, there's yeah. no end in sight. Yeah. Um, motivation is fleeting. It comes and goes. It's never there when you need it. So what happens sometimes is we'll have a day where we're extremely motivated, kind of came out of nowhere. And we think, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to completely turn it around and I'm going to go strict keto paleo and just jump to the end and just knock it out of the park and I'm going to be good to go, um, for the rest of our, my life. And that's not the advice we would give. Um, we are all about real food and we are all about small changes and sustainability. Um, so like Jen said, if you're not planning to do something for the rest of your life, then don't even start. Um, things we're referring to is extreme dieting or yeah, like very just, low calories. Yeah, yeah, or all of a sudden you're, you know, your diet's way <laughs> off track and then you've decided I'm going straight vegan or straight no carb. We would say let's let's just maybe give it some thought. Let's think about where we're currently at and what are some small changes. Um, I remember a good friend one time, um, it was a great story where he said uh, someone at work, um, he said, hey, like, you you know, you seem to be doing pretty well with your nutrition Um you know, could I, could I get some help? Like, what do you do? Like, maybe I should start doing that. And, uh, my friend replied, Hey, maybe we should just start with something small. Um, I noticed that you drink kind of Coke almost all day long. Like he said, realistically, how many pops do you have per day? Um, and I, you know, I think he said, you know, I usually have about three or four pops a day. And he said, perfect. Let's start there. Um, I want you to start having two a day max. And once you've got that locked down, we're going to go to one a day um, and then we'll work from there. And I think that's kind of the approach um, that we believe in as well, um, that we just tackle things kind of either one at a time or small chunks at a time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not to say that, you know, following the zone or following paleo, you know, to a, a strict T is you don't learn anything from that because that's, that's the path that I took. And I certainly still took away. It's just, it's tough to follow them a hundred percent forever. And I kind of always felt like I was left with this gray area of like, should I, or shouldn't I? And so, and I think at the end of that, you end up 
just taking small bits from each of those, I guess, phases of my own nutritional journey um, that kind of contribute to your long lasting, um, sustainable habits. Yeah. And we like pushing that one too, because, um, it's like you just bought a fixer upper and just everything is wrong with the house. And you're like, that's it. I'm fixing everything this weekend or this week. It's very overwhelming. Um, when all you need to do is kind of get started on something small, you think, well, maybe I'm not good at fixing houses, so I don't know where to keep going with this analogy. <laughs> but Start with maybe, your foundation. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll take the garbage outside and I'll cut the grass. <laughs> um, but yeah, just kind of break into smaller chunks. Don't let it overwhelm you. Um, and again, if you don't know where to start, there's lots of people who can help, but usually it's just a bit of self-awareness thinking about, okay, what is... What's one thing I know I can change? Yeah, what's what's maybe one of the worst... Um, again, for me, it was um, sugary treats all the time. Um, super nibs, ice cream. Um, you know, it was just constant that I just was always... So I just... Anyway, that was my first area that I started to work on where um I just got them out of the house and then kind of started working in that area but um yeah consistency guys and sustainability so um I think yeah like I'm just gonna add one thing there that um consistency is king don't wait for Monday so I mean I definitely fell into this one a lot uh maybe 10 I don't know 12 years ago now just, I would have a, you know, kind of, we'll say a, whatever, a bad day of eating or maybe a bad meal. And instead of just whenever the next meal came, just making some better decisions for myself, I kind of felt like I had written it off. And if it was a Thursday, then I might as well just write off the whole weekend. And I was going to start again Monday. I'll just start eating clean on Monday. And then all weekend, it would kind of be this contest of how much you know, how many treats can I get in? Cause I'm going to start eating clean on Monday when really on Thursday at supper, I could have just made better decisions and not felt bad about it. So it doesn't need to be this roller coaster of you're eating clean or you're not eating clean. We have pizza, we eat ice cream. It, and there's no ill feelings toward it. You just move on with life and you wake up the next day and you have another opportunity to make a good decision. Yeah. And you're always one meal away from getting back on track. So if you go to a party and, you know, let's just say that night or the next day, you just, you kind of feel guilty and regret maybe, you know, geez, I really didn't eat all those treats. Brush it off and move on. You're one meal away from getting back on track. You're one good decision um, from getting back on track. That would be like, you didn't work out Tuesday and then you're like, well, I might as well just not even work out at all this week. I'll start next week. Mm-hmm. No, you could work out Wednesday and then you're good. Um, yeah. At the end of November, people are like, eh, I'll just start January 1st. Yeah. Then you write yourself off for another six weeks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mondays in January 1st. Just get out of that cycle, everybody. Um, you're good. Just keep going. Consistency over the day then consistency over weeks and months and years is what leads you forward yeah um 
you have to make better decisions, but we're all going to have those, those speed bumps along the way. That was a, um, that was a good point. So, um, tangible takeaway for consistency is key. No. Consistency, consistency is, king. is king. Or key. Or key would have been good too. <laughs> <laughs> tangible takeaway for this one is, um, the story was, I was, um, um, Park City, Utah, right? I was, it was, I was at the Chris Spieler's Icon Athlete Camp, um, which is kind of like just, yeah, an athlete camp where we get to hang out with Chris Spieler and work out and learn a bunch of stuff about CrossFit and nutrition and just training. And um, he brought in um, a woman that he works with. Um, she's been on his podcast lots. Do you want to look that up yeah. right now? Um, Jen will pull up his podcast. I'm blanking on her name right now, but. Um, anyway, she's kind of like the nutritionist that, um, he works with and his athletes work with, um, anyway, Jen, we'll get her name here in a second, but, um, so she came in for a little nutrition seminar in the middle of this camp. Um, and she had, she was clearly very, very smart. Um, she had like a couple PhDs, master's degrees in, psychology and sports psychology and nutrition psychology and she was super super um smart definitely good with the books um yeah and when people are smart um we kind of hold them up on this pedestal and and she was an awesome person but the point of my story was i asked her okay best advice for working with um a new person a new person that feels like they're off track and don't really know where to go. Did you get her name yet? Yeah. Carrie Woodruff. Carrie Woodruff. And she's on, um, the icon athlete podcast. Boom. Carrie Woodruff. Anyway, so I asked her this question and this was after a long discussion about, uh, you know, nutrition for athletes and what she recommended and things like that. And, um, yeah, like I said, very smart. And her answer to my question for, um, just general advice for people was plate method. She basically answered my question in like 10 seconds. Plate method, meat and veggie. Veggies take up half the plate. A meat takes up a quarter of the plate or half the plate. And then there could be a, um, a starch or a carb or fruit that could take up that other quarter of the plate. And that was basically it. Um, so our takeaway on consistency is king is keep it so simple. Um, every single meal should be protein and vegetable, meat and veggie, meat and veggie, meat and veggie. That is the star of your plate. What's the meat? What's the veggie? Um, of course, you can make recipes, but... I mean, like 99% of the time or 90% of the time in our house, we are not ripping off these um, crazy recipes. We have, we pull out some chicken and we make some Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Frozen, frozen veggies are yeah. big hit in our yeah. frozen steamed veggies from yeah. Superstore. Um, yeah. So you got to... Um, I think take that advice and run with it. Um, and I know what some people are thinking. Cause I think 
when, you know, Zach kind of talked more about uh, getting rid of more processed foods. I feel like I was like stick in the mud, like, nope, I will never not eat that for breakfast. Um, so I know, you know, people are like, well, I'm not giving up that and I'm not giving up that. And everyone gets their backs up and gets defensive and just, I hate to break it to you, but it's meat and veggies. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Number three, number three is an area that we feel we all struggle in, um, struggle with the most. And I think we've chatted about a bit, but the number three title is don't be a slave to snacking or a drone to desserts. Um, I think we as a society have completely normalized snacking and desserts. Um, because I know I have, and it was probably only a few, few years ago where you start to realize that why do we snack so much? Why do we have desserts after all of our meals? Um, why do we kind of just almost eat all day long? Um, and that's kind of the cycle that we want to break. Um, and yeah, a couple things on that one. The first one is that if you want a good podcast on that one, um, if you're tired of listening to all our podcast suggestions, that's okay too. Um, but impact theory podcast, um, there's an episode with Mark Sisson. I think it's one of his um, newer episodes. I'm just pulling it up here. Yep, September 10th, Mark Sisson lays out the blueprint to an awesome life. Um, great podcast kind of on this topic. But um, this is going back to why I was struggling um, before I felt like I kind of got things going in the right direction. Um, your body is built to survive and our body functions and our brain functions in ways to protect ourselves so we don't die. Um, so over thousands and thousands of thousands of years, we evolved to, um, eat a meal and we'd be good for a while as hunter gatherers. We would, um, we I say we, like we were there. <laughs> <laughs> those humans back then um but they would hunt for their meal they didn't actually know when they would get to eat next they ate a huge meal and then they wouldn't really eat till their next meal um so it's important to know that we were kind of built to eat once in a while not eat all day long and your body can actually do quite well with um, breaks between meals. Joel talked about this on yeah, I was gonna say that. that podcast that our body starts to heal itself when we're not constantly bringing in food. Um, but what happens is that whatever we start to do, our body starts to take that as the new normal. So when you eat at a certain time and then you snack and you snack and you then you eat another meal and you snack and you snack and you constantly do this for um, years and years is that your, your body and your brain have now like come to expect that yeah conditioned yeah. itself to think there is food coming every 30 minutes or there's food coming every hour. 
Um, I don't need to burn my fat stores. I don't need to burn the calories that I'm holding on my body as fat because I know more food is coming. That's what happens. And so what happens is if you, um, again, this is the hangry feeling. This is how I used to, you know, I'd get lightheaded mm-hmm. and dizzy and we'd crash or get hangry. That was my body literally screaming because it thought I was going to die because I haven't had food for like 90 minutes or two hours. Um, because for so long, um, basically been teaching my brain and body that food is constantly coming and probably high sugar foods. Yes. Um, but what happens over time when you stop with the ultra processed foods and the sugary foods and you, you don't normalize snacking anymore and you, you start to reduce your snacking and you just, you basically keep, you, you eat your meals. Um, you know, you either eat three meals a day or two meals a day and there's hours between meals, your body starts to function so much better. And that is, again, if, if you listen to that podcast, the one with Mark Sisson, September 10th, 12th, I just say, September 10th, Mark Sisson lays out the blueprint. It was just, I thought it was awesome because it starts to, I think, give people light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and that's why I call this one, like, don't be, um, a slave to snacking. And I was a slave to snacking. So it's not like you can just turn that off. Um, let's work to not be a slave to snacking. There is the, the true freedom, I think in nutrition and getting healthy lies in stopping the cravings and stopping the feelings of being hangry and having being out of control yeah. like essentially you're not in control of yeah your own hunger and cravings and yeah the what f- you're putting in absolutely the feeling of being in control is amazing and that's why we we think it's so much important than just strictly how do i lose 10 pounds 15 pounds because we think sustainability lies in the ability of feeling like you are in complete control um and that's how we get to being in control is starting to clean up our diet with, um, by eating meat and veggies for meals. We no longer normalize snacking or desserts after meals. Um, that is like, that is freedom. That is, um, the weight off the shoulder that is getting in the driver's seat of your I think life that's where, and that's where your willpower yeah like it's so much easier to control when your whole body and brain is not telling you like feed me yeah feed me i need it like yeah. of course you're not going to have the willpower to outlast that yeah. your brain and body again because that's that's how it was for me and it's exactly what all yeah. these doctors are saying is i said yeah like that's that's how i felt that my brain and body were like Zach, you better get food really quick because we're, we're going to die. Yeah, Almost, we're crashing. Yeah, we're crashing. And even though you're not going to die or we know we're not going to die, but your body actually starts to think we're going to starve to death. And that's where that hangriness, that urge to go get food right now, that's where that urge comes from. Where now, it's not that's it's not willpower it's there's different um 
the chemistry in the brain is different now. And, and, um, my appetite, my hunger is different that now I could miss a meal and my body goes like, that's okay. Like I, I know a meal is coming in a few hours. And so that's those feelings go away. And, um, yeah, that is truly the light, um, at the end of the tunnel, as far as getting control and improving your life. Um, constantly snacking or having the urge to snack is not a fun place to be in. No, it's not. Yeah. So, um, tangible takeaways to help people there. Um, so I think the takeaway on this one is just, it's just to have a plan. We're not, we're not demonizing. I mean, we keep saying ice cream cause that's typically what we've been doing all summer, but we're not demonizing and saying like, that's it. No more ice cream forever. We're just saying, have a plan, then have it, move on with it. Um, if you know that you do like a snack during the day, like switch it from maybe something processed like a granola bar to fruit or veggies. Yeah. Just I mean, grab an apple. Yeah. I've, I think the last time someone said, Hey Zach, like I, I have trouble with snacking. I just say, Kate, all your snacks are fruits. It has to be fruit. So apple, orange, banana, blueberries, watermelon, just fruits are generally pretty sweet. Um, so they can still kind of fill which is that awesome void, because but we like, yeah. yeah, we like sweet things. And, um, so that could be step one is that like Jen said, cut out the processed stuff and grab a piece of fruit. Um, I don't know when having an apple became such a, you know, such a tough yeah. thing. Um, it's, well, I think we've, as a society, we've just overcomplicated everything. And I love optimize me, optimize me's post, um, about, I think she said like breaking news, like woman has two bananas and is still living. Um, like I don't think fruits are, fruits are not the problem. Um, so I don't think we need to really, really overcomplicate it or overthink it or snacks. And what about the other macros? And just, it's just a small step. And if you know that for you, that's not where your issue lies, it's all about just self-reflection. Yeah, Where if you is have, the biggest if you say, hole in my game? Yeah. Um, again, yeah, being self-aware. Just mm-hmm. admit your downfalls or your weaknesses and you can start to get to work. And if you don't want to do that, then you also don't really want improvement. So, so just um, admit your weaknesses and say either to yourself or to us, um, Zach, you're right. I have, I have cookies or I have cake after every supper. And I can't stop. Um, I think there's some good tips there. Don't have the cake in your house. Mm-hmm. Or what if I said, um, okay, on Wednesdays and Saturdays, have your cake. You know, and maybe we've turned seven days down to two, which is even maybe that's too big of a step. Every second day. Mm-hmm. But we have to start somewhere. Um, but again, that's where the book Atomic Habits thrives in my opinion is that our ability to improve lies in making better decisions and then sticking with them and the longer we stick with them we build that habit um so if you're having cake every single day after supper it's be it's become a habit and habits are extremely hard to break but if you stick with it long enough and you only have 
cake every second day. Mm-hmm. You stick with that long enough, that's a habit. And then, then you turn it into two or three days a week or one day a week. That's now your habit. And once you eliminate bad habits is tough. Um, but once you start a good habit and replace that bad habit, the longer you can stay with that good habit, the better it gets. Um, which is why I maybe ate ice cream five days a week and now I just eat it one day a week. And then that's just kind of the new habit. And it's easy to roll with it. Um, yeah. And like, like Jen said, none of what we're saying today is black and white. I don't like when people ever think um, or say things like, oh, like you guys never snack. That's absolutely not true. Um, we are aware of it. And I do my best to, um, after dinner, when I think, man, I wish I had some ice cream right now, um, I try to flick the switch and I grab um, an apple. Peanut butter. And it's a little bit of peanut butter. and <laughs> A lot of peanut butter. A lot of peanut butter, maybe. <laughs> um, an apple or two. And I love sparkling waters. And... I go to bed and then, um, yeah, I'm usually pretty pumped with myself and proud that I didn't have the ice cream, but man, is it a lot easier to make that decision when, um, you have a bit of a fallback plan as far as having better choices in the house and the foods I typically don't want to eat on a regular basis aren't sitting there waiting for me because in those moments if there's cupcakes on the counter i'm probably gonna reach for a cupcake if it's not there and there's apples in the fridge or counter then i usually reach for an apple um yeah so we hope that uh that triple threat uh resonates with people can help some people um we know there's a lot of info there today just Um, to just to summarize that triple threat we said willpower does not exist takeaway was clean up your pantry, get rid of the stuff you don't want to eat. Um, consistency is king or key. We can't decide. Takeaway, just meat is a quarter of your plate. Veggies is half for every single meal. And then the third one was that don't be a slave to snacking or a drone to desserts. Um, have a plan. Just have a plan. Yeah. Thanks guys. Um, Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you guys enjoyed episode 14. And um, yeah, we're excited to be back with you guys again in two weeks now. Yes. Um, Well, a little less than two weeks. (laughs) So we're two days into the next two-week cycle. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, have an awesome week, everybody. And um, keep crushing out there. Stay strong, stay healthy, stay happy. And we will see you soon. Talk to you later. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode. We really appreciate your support and hope to have you back again soon. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Ted Good Music and the band Heat, for allowing us to use their music. Until next time, let's keep rewriting our story and redefining who we are.